the Fire Within Podcast. You need a sustainable plan, the right mindset, and the knowledge and inspiration to stoke the fire within. Just like the Phoenix, you can burn your old habits, never turn back, and emerge completely anew. There are no shortcuts. Welcome, Fire Within community. This is the Fire Within Podcast, where we talk about all things health, fitness, and nutrition related. I'm your host, Brandon, with my co-host, Joe. Hello. How's it going, Joe? Good. Just had lunch. Had some pizza. Perfect. Today's guest has one of her monikers is the pizza hippie. We have Liz with us in the studio. Thanks for joining us, Liz. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm really excited. Yeah, you've got a pretty incredible story and do all kinds of neat stuff. To start with, I just want to let our guests know you've lost over 100 pounds. Yep, 130, I think, at this point. I don't really count so much anymore, but yeah, so... I'll just get right into that. So that was probably about 2015, 2016. Um, I kind of hit a lull. I was at a low point and really not needed to make some changes. And so I started taking group fitness classes and then I finally started seeing some results and having fun with it and meeting people in the community. And I really changed a bunch of my habits, my diet, what I was drinking, who I was hanging out with, all of that kind of stuff. And then the weight just started to come off. So that was about a two-year journey for me. And from then, I decided I wanted to do fitness for other people and get paid to do it instead of paying to do it. And here we are. Yeah. (laughs) Now, one angle we don't typically discuss much on this show that we should, you mentioned you changed who you're hanging out with. Can you talk a little bit about how that impacted your weight loss journey, your health journey, just everything cognitive? Yeah. So I think a lot of people just approach weight loss in general just from a food perspective, really. When in reality, it's involved with energetics and like who you're giving your energy to, like who you're spending your time with. I'm thankful for the people that I was friends with at that time. But when all your friends want to do is go out and drink and be stupid, like you have to do a little bit of a reality check for yourself and start to remove some of those things from your environment. And that really helps you move forward. Now, that could be scary for a lot of people because our friend group is a safety net, makes us feel like we belong. How did you approach that? What were those? Was it like a dead stop thing? Was it a hard conversation or was it just less less energy spent towards trying to make those connections? Yeah, I think it was honestly learning to say no. So learning to say no when the invitation was to go out and do like a drinking activity. So it really didn't become like a hard stop. And it wasn't really like hard feelings as I don't want to be your friend anymore kind of thing. It was just like, this isn't serving me in a way for my highest good. Just like saying no to those opportunities. And then it just like slowly transitioned into meeting new people with the same goals. Now, you mentioned the group fitness, so there was some exercise involved. What did your, I guess, amount of exercise per week, how many times a week were you exercising and for how long? So when I first started, I was definitely still eating like garbage. I was still drinking like when I first got into exercise. So it was probably over the course of, I did a six-week challenge kind of thing, and the diet was carb cycling at the time, so like really low carb, almost keto, and... So in six weeks, I lost 20 pounds, and then probably over the course of four months or something, I lost like maybe 10 more. And that I was doing spin, like indoor cycling, four times a week, so getting that cardio in, that was like 45 minutes or an hour, and then also doing two days of lifting at the time. And at that point, I felt like I was just like working so hard, like with the exercise, and I was I feel like this should be doing 
more. <laughs> so that was when I really like checked myself and then I like stopped drinking alcohol. Like I cut that out completely and then just paid more attention to what I was eating and like really got on track with the diet because it is so true. I hate saying it because it's so cliche, but it's 80% nutrition and like 20% actual exercise. So yeah. it's very true. <laughs> yeah, no, it absolutely is. Yeah. And, and then from then on, once I cut that stuff out, I didn't have to like work as hard because it was just like coming off as I was doing that exercise. So probably four to five days a week I was working out, making sure I had a rest day in between there. And yeah, just doing a variety of um, spin, bar, and also just like weight training. Perfect. During that period, did you sustain any injuries or setbacks? Honestly, it was not until I started teaching myself, like when I started teaching group fitness, as opposed to being the client, that's when I started to sustain injuries because that's when I just, I was teaching multiple spin classes in a day. And so I ended up injuring my low back. I had been in a car accident previous to that. So it was just like aggravating, like an old injury that I had. Okay, so overuse uh, injury, from yeah. taking, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, so then we'll just pump the brakes a little bit on teaching that many spin classes. But I was just, like, having so much fun doing it, so it was, like, a hard trade-off for me. But, like, yeah. physically, like, it was just not sustainable at all. Yeah, that's something I, I don't think about as, as much anymore now that I'm out of a corporate environment. You know, I used to teach a core class at Lifetime, but I, I never thought some of those instructors were teaching three and four classes a day. That's four hours yeah. of sustained exercise. Yeah. I would only teach one group class and then everything else was personal training and nutrition coaching. Which so, you're just there guiding the client. Yeah. So yeah. the classes that I was teaching, like I was teaching spin, obviously that's really hard work. And yeah. then I was teaching bar, which sometimes you can stop, but like as soon as you stop, like everyone in the class stops moving. So it's like kind of something that you need to keep doing with them. So at a certain point I was teaching at least like 12 classes a week. Yeah. All that I was participating in as well. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure you're doing your own workouts in addition to that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was also going to the gym, lifting on my own. Yeah. It was a little yeah. crazy for a second. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you realized that wasn't sustainable and found something that was. What does your workout week look like now? Way slower. Since 2020, that really changed the game for fitness, I think, in a positive way for everyone. Like prior to that, again, I was teaching like two one-hour classes in a row. And now I'm like, 30 minutes is good. <laughs> <laughs> so I try to do a little bit of variety. So just like one day of cardio, honestly, and then one or two days of bar, maybe one day of yoga. And then also I teach twerk classes. <laughs> You're that right, folks. Twerk. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, that's my favorite thing to teach, honestly. So that's probably the hardest workout I've ever taught as well. It's core, it's cardio, it's legs, it's everything. It's like turning your body into a human shake weight. So yeah. the science makes sense. Yeah. Because if the shake weight could burn calories, if your whole body is the shake weight. <laughs> exactly. Now, what inspired you to start the torque class? So it was at a studio that I worked at previously and they had offered this class like once a week and it was always a super fun class to come. And it wasn't about the exercise. It was about just like empowerment and just no judgment and just being free and <laughs> doing whatever happens and just feeling good doing it. So that's something that I just carried through and continue to teach. And I love teaching it because it's also a very like spiritual practice as well. It's like very good for your root and sacral chakra and just like bringing energy to those areas where a lot of people feel stuck just because their the average person is like sitting at a desk how many hours a day. So just not that movement in the hips. Yeah. Um, now, for people that aren't familiar with chakra, uh, sacral chakra and all that, can you tell us a little bit about what those are, how that works, how energy there is affected and how to, how can you impact that energy and 
what is the outcome you would hope to see as a benefit? Yeah, the root chakra, that's the base of the spine. That's all about like safety. So feeling safe in your body really is like what the goal is, I guess, for <laughs> me teaching that kind of class. So just like releasing any anxieties that you may have about feeling unsafe in your physical body. And then the sacral chakra is one up from that. So that's like where your sexual organs are, like the seat of desire, that thing. So like taking action on things. So if I get my wife to take twerk class, Good news for me. Yeah, definitely. Got it. <laughs> I'd love to have her. Yeah. She actually might have fun with it. She likes to dance, but she won't dance with me. So maybe. Uh, no, I'll take her. That's really cool though. I know I've talked to people who've taken these classes. They love them. They absolutely love them. But I think that safe space to just do whatever and not care and nobody else there cares and there's no judgment is really beneficial. Yeah. It's just a really freeing experience because I feel like just in this Western culture that we have, it's very judgmental and we don't really get to experience things like that in our day-to-day -day life. Yeah. Now, I saw on the on your Instagram page, you have two feet on the wall and this or something. <laughs> so you do some pretty fun and interesting things with the twerk class. Oh, yeah. I like to change it up every single class, a bunch of different moves. And I also do a really good deep stretching afterwards. And yeah, it's a really fun. Yeah. Now, is this in person or on Zoom? So right now I'm doing it on Zoom, but I also like if someone like has a birthday party or something like that wants to do a private class or like a team bonding event for their work or something like that's always a fun thing to do as well. So I do book private, but right now I'm really just teaching on Wednesday evenings okay. on Zoom. So either way. Awesome. All right. So we talked a little bit about the twerk class and your weight loss story. You got your hands in all kinds of stuff. <laughs> You're a Reiki instructor as well. And yeah. I'm probably not using the right terminology, but <laughs> go ahead and correct me. Tell us a little bit about that practice. Yeah. So there's, I'm a Reiki practitioner is the correct terminology. So there's level one, level two, and then level three is a Reiki master. So I have done level one and level two. So yeah. So Reiki, I guess backtrack a little bit into like the way that fitness changed for me through 2020. Instead of like just doing the demanding burnout thing that I was doing before that obviously wasn't sustainable, I started to get into different kind of modalities of healing and Reiki was something that was very helpful for me. So it's like a, I guess I'll go into the background. So the term Reiki is a Japanese word and Rei means universal and Ki means life force energy. And it's life force energy flows through all like sentient beings, whether you realize it or not, whether you believe in Reiki or not, like it is working. So it's just a healing technique that promotes relaxation, reduces stress and anxiety, and it uses gentle touch or if the client's not comfortable with that, it can be done from just above the client. So it's sent through the chakras to improve improve the flow of energy and just balance your body. And so if you have energy blockages, this can cause like health issues, like financial issues, relationship issues, like so something that might not be as tangible as the physical, say your elbow hurts or whatever, right. <laughs> like yeah. you might not know exactly. And so that's what I like about Reiki is that it can be used for a number of different ailments. Yeah. Now, I had a really great conversation on the show with Ronan. Yeah. And we turned the episode into a Western science versus spiritualism and how are they actually intertwined. So when it comes to talking about energies and Reiki's, a lot of people could be really dismissive of that. But if we can believe that sonar and radar exist, I don't understand why we couldn't have some faith that there's something going on there. And so what's fun for me to try and do is try and come up with 
what would the scientific explanation look like? And I'm not, I haven't done any deep research, but <laughs> I know that our nervous systems are electrically charged and we understand electrical currents. We understand Wi-Fi and all these other things. If you're really stressed out, we know that a fight or flight response, there's a physical change to our hormones. So norepinephrine, things like that. Uh, those levels change. They change chemistry changes in our blood. They can sometimes cause some muscles to tense up. And you mentioned the root chakra and you mentioned the sacral chakra. So those, this anxiety, this fear, and whatever it is, and if we're in a constant state of that, those muscles and everything can clench up. Potentially it can alter the nervous system and how electrical impulses and the nervous system works, synapses, synaptic clefts, and all that kind of stuff. So we know all that. We believe that because it's in our science books. My understanding of Reiki, which I've done no research, by the way, is maybe a Reiki master has a little bit more control over these types of impulses and things like that. And they can help with blockages in the nervous system and get things flowing again, potentially. So it has nothing to do with... Like how far along in your training for Reiki? So basically it's like universal life force energy that's flowing through you as a facilitator. So it's not like my own personal energy that I'm giving to you. I think from the aspect that you're speaking of, like someone who is certified to do Reiki has probably done a lot more like inner work and nervous system regulation and emotional regulation and all of that stuff. So they're coming from a calmer place, but like when someone is facilitating Reiki, it doesn't, it shouldn't affect your own personal energy. So okay. it's like something that you're like grabbing from the universe <laughs> okay. and flowing through the client. And it's also I master. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> now, now I've had Ronan do some demonstrations on me and I can feel and see something. Uh, I just don't understand it. Yeah, and that's okay. Yeah, because I still don't under quite understand how yeah, I turn the TV on and there's a freaking picture or something. Exactly. To me. <laughs> so it works. I just don't understand it. Um, that's so, totally fine. Yeah. I feel like the mind is always just like, how does this work? What, like, yeah. You don't need to know the answer. Yeah. <laughs> some things you can just let go. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. What are some... Uh, changes somebody can experience from a you know, single Reiki session and then what can they experience over several sessions over time? Honestly, it's a good release and that might mean something different for other people. There have been sessions where I've had and then the next morning like I'll be crying for an hour and I'm not really sure where that came from but I'm feeling so much better after that. So it's just like shaking up the energy and changing it and shifting it in your body and so that might bring on changes like that but overall like just improved mood like better sleep again like working on that nervous system regulating that lesson for physical pain so if you go to a reiki practitioner and you don't really have any intentions with your session they'll probably just do the whole body but if you're suffering from like shoulder pain or knee pain or something like they can work on that area specifically so lessening of physical pain as well and that's really what has benefited me the most and that's why i decided that i wanted to do this as well yeah so more so from the back pain from yeah okay yeah, yeah that makes sense yeah, I've only got to experience Reiki once and it was in the worst possible setting. There was a tent at a music festival and I thought, oh, this will be fun. I, it had to be at least 120 in the tent, if not more. Yeah. Uh, sweating profusely, very uncomfortable, can't breathe. So I, I didn't get anything out of the session, but I think it's because of the environment. Yeah. 
than where I was mentally. I was not focused on that session. I can't breathe. Yeah. So it's really good to just be in a private space. And if you and the practitioner can be the only ones in there, that's the best because honestly, the practitioner is probably picking up on all the different energies around them and it's hard to focus for them as well. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that they're out there like trying to share that, but again, like time and a place. So that's good for listeners who may want to try Reiki. A music festival in a tent if it's 120 degrees out probably isn't the best first experience. Yeah, I would go for a ma- massage instead. <laughs> yeah. So I, I would like to try it again and then report on it on the show. I think it'd be pretty cool. But j- just Ronan's demonstrations, he did one on my shoulder just for 30 seconds and I went, holy crap, and you can feel it. You can feel it heat up. If it's tense, it tended to, it would relax some because I have a chronic knot in my trap yeah. that I have worked on quite often. But it was pretty incredible that that difference. Again, I don't understand it. Yeah. I don't know what the hell happened, <laughs> but but there was a change. Yeah, definitely. Finally, a sustainable approach to meeting your health goals. The Fire Within app, available now on Apple and Android. What you get is an intro to strength training guide, comprehensive exercise library with over 200 exercises, a comprehensive nutrition health transformation course, a six-week meal plan, over 70 recipes, a six-week health redemption strength training course. This is for use with people with equipment, and then the same course, modified for body weight exercises. You'll also receive a six-week Inferno Abs Core supplemental program. If you download our free app right now, you'll get access to the podcast, exercise and app quick start, recipes, and more. For a $29.99 a month subscription, You'll get the health transformation course, full access to the exercise library, the weighted course, the body weight course, the Inferno abs, recipes, and the podcast. So what are you waiting for? Try it now for free today. Download the Fire Within app. So we talked about Reiki a little bit. Talk to us about this pizza hippie moniker. I love it. It's Um, awesome. (laughs) Yeah. So that has been a brand building for many years at this point. So honestly, I think the concept started well before the actual name came up. So my best friend helped me come up with this name and it was so perfect when he shouted it out. But for starters, I skipped my senior prom and I went to a music festival in the Ozark Mountains instead of going to that. So I've always just loved going to music festivals. I really like jam bands, like I like electronic music. I like all of that kind of stuff. So that's, I guess, where the hippie thing came in as well as I started a tie-dye business when I was 15, which I'm still doing that, so 15 years later. (laughs) So that's always been like a side thing of mine. And then when I started this weight loss journey, that was like the one thing that I like refused to give up is I'm still going to eat pizza. I'm not going to be that person that cuts out my favorite food. So for a while, like I was using my Instagram platform to share different healthy recipes that I found for pizza and like different alternatives and now I have a good friend who owns a pizzeria and I do pizza photo shoots and so now it's just like continuing on in many different ways. Yeah. Well, and we might as well plug him. What's his name? Restaurant? All he's in stuff. Buffalo, but yeah. he is pretty well off on Instagram. So it's Macy's Place Pizza. So he makes these big 30-inch pizzas whenever I come home and we go do a fun photo shoot around the city just yeah. just because. So yeah, that's where that whole thing came from. And I did eat pizza for dinner last night. Perfect. <laughs> well, we talk a lot about sustainability here. And I don't think a solid cutoff of everything you like is sustainable. So I love that idea. 
Um, and just depending on who you are, what your goals are, and what you truly are allergic to may change what those things are that you cut out. But I do think when the state fair comes, you should have a funnel cake get by God. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. But as long as it's not a regular thing. Yeah, definitely. Now, how often would you have, do you think you have pizza now? Probably more than I'd like to admit. <laughs> well, I bought this, this uni grill. So it's, it does like a wood fired pizza in 90 seconds. Oh my gosh. And it, you can run it on a propane tank or you can run it like by firewood. So that was a really amazing thing. <laughs> that was a game changer. So, so I can make a wood fired pizza at any point in my house. Yeah, just, exactly. Anytime, probably two to three times a week. Yeah. If I'm being honest with myself. <laughs> Now, are the ingredients of this pizza healthier than, say, Papa John's or about the same? Oh, I would say it's healthier for sure. Yeah. So I, it was actually towards the end of 2020, I was like suffering from such bad acid reflux and I just couldn't figure out why. And so I finally did just like an at-home food sensitivity test where they like do the blood work and whatever. It was just the cheapest version at the time. And so it turns out like I was having issues with chicken and garlic. And at that point, I was basically like eating chicken and garlic meal prep. Like every day of the week. At that point, I was already like not eating red meat. So from then, I decided to just go cold turkey vegan and gluten free. So that was in hindsight a dumb decision because I just had no education on any of it. So for the first six months, I was definitely struggling there. And so just recently, like within the past six months, I have started to reintroduce meat into my diet. But I'm still not eating dairy and I'm still not eating gluten. Pizza. What I ordered last night, I had a gluten-free pizza with dairy-free cheese, and I had mushrooms and onions and basil on the top of it. Cool. So, Sounds like a delight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quick note, you mentioned going garlic and chicken on uh, again and again and then developing acid reflux. We've talked on the show before, if there's not enough variety in the diet, sometimes nutrient receptors can shut down to the same combinations of food and start to cause sensitivities. So I'm wondering if that's part of it. I think so. <laughs> garlic still bothers me. Uh, But it's like weird symptoms at this point. So it's like, uh, obviously like acid reflux like may or may not come, but like I feel like I get more migraines when I have food with garlic in it. So it's like that I still stay away from, but like I have started eating chicken again and I'm having no issues at all. So I think like at that point I just worked on healing my gut and obviously like expanding the variety of foods that I was eating because at that point like I was just like doing the workouts every day, eating the chicken, rice and (laughs) veggies thing. Like, So, again, not sustainable. Yeah. Doing a lot better now after yeah. taking that time off and, like, reintroducing foods. And, yeah, so it's been good. Yeah. I really appreciate how candid you are. I think anybody, regardless of where they are in life, they have their own struggles. I, being a new dad, I'm definitely <laughs> finding out a lot of the struggles my clients have firsthand. It's tough to get a workout in. It's tough to eat healthy, especially when people are dropping casseroles off. Yeah. And I'm exhausted. We got three hours of sleep. Yeah. But I think everybody struggles. And I think it's cool that you're willing to say, hey, these are, I tried this, it worked or it didn't work. But through it all, you've continued to maintain your health gains. Um, and it, it, I think part of it is those other practices, keeping the exercise consistent and always trying. So that even though you've had setbacks, you haven't just thrown your hands up and go, screw it. I'm having pizza every day. Yeah. Which I think is pretty cool. And I think people need to hear that because we see it's easy for somebody that's always been an athlete and they've always been fit to, to have a harder time relating to that. But since like me, you've been on both ends of the spectrum. I think that makes you a better trainer. You're more empathetic. I think you probably understand the struggles of your clients better. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. I also cool. like from a chronic pain standpoint, I think as well. And I think, again, I think gluten and dairy was doing that to me. So yeah, I feel like my role here is just to try new things and tell people what worked for me and share what, what I can along the way. Yeah. 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 Me and Joe are about to embark on a six week all cabbage diet. Joe, are we? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> but we've tried, we've talked about trying carb cycling and reporting on it. That yeah. would have been funsies. Yeah. That was yeah. really what initially did the weight loss for me. I think if I were to do it now, I think it would do a totally different thing for my body than what it did then. But like I had quite a lot of body fat to lose at the time. So it did really work for me in the beginning. Um, I was definitely consuming a lot of fat, though. Just yeah. thinking about it, I'm, I don't think that would go so well now. Yeah. Now, I do want to ask you a personal question that I get from my clients a lot. They're concerned if they lose a lot of weight or they have to get skin surgery and things like that. Do you feel comfortable talking about? Yeah. yeah. What's your thoughts on that? What did you do? I've probably had like stretch marks all over my whole entire body since I was 10 years old. So that, I don't care. That doesn't bother me. I think it's also... I think social media finally is like making that transition that like being a size double zero isn't it. (laughs) So we're getting to that like body positivity, health at every size thing. And I am so excited about that. But I think it just comes with time and consistency. And there is going to like your body's changing. Like your skin is very resilient and Like I do a lot of other things as well. So like dry brushing, like making sure to moisturize every day, like that kind of stuff. So really just like all around taking care of yourself and like just drink a gallon of water every day. Like Now what the heck is dry brushing? So you only do it a couple times a week, but it's like this rough brush and you're supposed to like, it's good for your lymphatic system. So your lymphatic system is the only thing in your body that doesn't have like its own filter. So that's like why... Getting deep tissue massages and things like that are good for you. So dry brushing like activates basically every part of your skin here and helps. Detoxification. Yeah. yeah. So that's something that you do like just before a shower. And and obviously like you rinse off the dead skin when you're in the shower, but you only do it a couple times a week. And that really helps with the lymphatic drainage. I don't think there's a person alive that's lost a significant amount of weight and goes, man, I would trade having those pounds back for this extra loose yeah, skin. I don't exactly. think it's ever happened. Yeah. 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 If that's your biggest concern, <laughs> like I, yeah. you're just looking for excuses not to yeah. do it. Honestly. Yeah, I'm mean, a little bit on my, like I, I got down to 8% body fat and yeah. I still had a little bit of that skin on my stomach, yeah. but I was much happier than when I was 244 exactly. pre-diabetic. Yeah. So. Exactly. I was yeah. up, well, I think 280 was my highest. So Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm much in a much better place without that. All right. So we hit the pizza hippie. We hit Reiki. We hit twerk class. Is there anything else business-wise that you're doing right now? Honestly, yes, there's always more. So like I incorporate the sound healing as well with the Reiki. So I like doing them in combination. So I use instruments like a crystal sound bowl or the metal sound bowls or a Kailani, which is like almost like a wind instrument and then the tuning forks and rain sticks. So I like to incorporate that with my Reiki sessions or I'll do just a sound healing session. And that's also in the realm of, I don't know, I feel like I feel more instant results with the sound healing just because obviously the vibrations are changing the vibrations in your body. So that's something. And then I've decided to shift a little bit away from teaching fitness. So I'm getting into like business and mindset coaching for people just because I have been an entrepreneur since I was a little kid. Like I've always been creating and learning. And so 
I've been shifting into that a little bit to help people with their small businesses and like how to start a small business, the foundational pieces for it and like what mindset you need to have behind it and like how to be successful in marketing and things like that. So I'm currently taking one-on-one clients for that as well and building out a website. So I'm excited to share that soon. Awesome. What are all the different ways people could contact you if they were interested in any of your services? I think Instagram is number one for now. So at the Pizza Hippie. I'm working on the website. That's going to be the same URL and same thing, a Gmail, like all that. So the Pizza Hippie, T-H-E, Pizza yep. Hippie. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. And then anything else you'd like to plug or shout out? I'm also teaching like some group fitness classes in the area. And again, like I can do private yoga classes, like private tour classes, I think those are a lot of fun and also probably going to be hosting some retreats soon. So I always have a million ideas and a million new things coming. So just stay tuned, I think. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show today and sharing all you do. I hope our listeners got some things to pique their interest and I'd love for them to reach out to you. I think you, you have a lot to offer and thanks for sharing your incredible story. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope you got a lot of value out of today's episode. If you did, Go check us out at firewithinnf.com and sign up for Refuel, a weekly email with recipes, videos, and tips to stoke the fire within. Also, you can join the Fire Within community by being added to our Facebook group. And don't forget to follow us on social media.